Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this Thursday, the 16th day in 2023. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to make it through, hopefully the back half of your work week. We're going to start with a vendor known as SAP or SAP. SAP is a fantastic business that helps thousands of organizations orchestrate, automate, and complete tasks in a variety of fields. It's a great software as a service. Now, if you use SAP, you need to know that there is a new flaw tracked as CVE 2023-31403. It received a 9.6 out of 10 in severity because it impacts SAP Business One product installation, and this flaw can be abused because, if exploited, an attacker could read and write to the SMB shared folder that's present in this particular product, and because of that, they can execute files that are in the shared folder, which means that malware and other tools can be deployed on users' networks who operate the SAP Business One product. So if you use it, update now, because criminals will likely Seek to exploit this to gain access to your network. Abusing flaws in products is something that many ransomware operators do, and that appears to have been the case for Meridian Link. A large company was recently allegedly the victim of a ransomware group known as ALPHV, ALFV, or Black Cat. Those are the names that they go by. Now, on November 7th, AlphaV claims that they stole data from Meridian Link, but they didn't operate their ransomware module, meaning there was no huge outage or impact, just a lot of stolen data. And to prove that they stole the data, AlphaV actually did something interesting. They filed on behalf of Meridian Link an SEC complaint. And if that sounds a little crazy, it is. Here's how it went down. ALFV claims that they stole data from Meridian Link, that Meridian Link did not negotiate, and that under U.S. law, the Securities and Exchange Commission requires companies who have a data breach to report that data breach with a special form called a Form 8K. There's a specific item. And because Meridian Link did not engage ALFV, Alfv filed an SEC complaint saying Meridian Link did not, in fact, follow the SEC rules and guidance and that they have 24 hours before they are going to be required to file more paperwork because Alfv will leak the rest of the data that they have stolen. Now, it's unclear if this tactic will end up with Meridian Link actually engaging or paying Alfv or just working with the SEC to figure out what to do next. But what you need to know is that ransomware gangs can sometimes be frivolous and in are very aware of the laws that impact the organizations that they are targeting. We're going to talk less about a threat actor feeling jaded and filing paperwork on behalf of one of their victims, and we're going to move to a real-world, very significant impact of a ransomware attack. What appears to be a ransomware attack has impacted DP World Australia. DP World Australia is one of the largest logistics firms in Australia, operating ports across the country. And this week, they have failed to deliver 30,000 plus shipping containers nationally 
Uh, this according to the Sydney Morning Herald, which impacts all the way from Melbourne to Victoria and other large cities. So there is a very real impact on goods and services being introduced into and exported from Australia as the result of this cyber attack, which again appears to be ransomware. We don't know exactly who has conducted this attack yet, but many cybersecurity experts are saying that the method by which DP World Australia likely was exposed to this actor was an unpatched Citrix system. Citrix is a fantastic software suite that enables access to remote customers. In October 10th of this year, they had a flaw known as Citrix Bleed, and many ransomware operators are exploiting this flaw to gain access to and conduct attacks like shutting down large portions of networks, and in this case, DP World Australia has been impacted. They do have significant disruption. So if you're in Australia and you've been shipped something, it could be delayed as a result of this cyber attack. We're going to fly back to the United States and we're going to end with the Federal Communications Bureau or FCC. The FCC oversees, as the name implies, communications. And they have yesterday ratified a new package which would give them authorities to quote address the digital divide this is highly controversial as many people feel that the fcc is overreaching but this rules package gives them the power to uh, review and investigate instances of discrimination by broadband providers now that discrimination is subjective and according to the fcc will include how those providers invest and develop broadband in communities, which could be based on income, race, ethnicity, and other protected classes. Now, people who are hailing this as success point out that having broadband in these areas would help those individuals uh, be less impoverished in the future, bettering all of society. And on the business side, there are those who oppose this, saying that companies will just stop investing at all because it's not economically viable for them to do so, which is why they believe that the FCC is overreaching. And there is concerns that the FCC could either A, force companies to make bad business decisions without recompense, or could fine companies for doing valid business elements based on the finances without consideration of these race, ethnicities, or socioeconomic status. So there seems to be a push and pull between business and what the FCC perceives as addressing the digital divide, but they've given themselves more power to be able to impress upon private companies that this is a really important thing to be done. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding Thursday. One more day left in the week, so stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy. We'll see you tomorrow. Michael Kimmett signing off. Ciao. Welcome back, listeners. Today's Tip of the Cap goes to a Florida virtual school senior, Jessica Wan. Jessica Wan is getting a sincere tip of the cap because she was the winner of 
a math prize for girls, or MP4G, who held their 15th annual contest at MIT, and she was able to score the most points on very, very difficult math questions to take home a second victory of this competition, which comes with a monetary prize. So to you, Jessica Wan, for being dedicated to mathematics, to science, technology, engineering, and math, for demonstrating that women can win in uh, any setting, and specifically in these critical roles, and for setting an example and continuing your education. Please keep on growing. Sincere tip of the cap, and please keep on mathing.